Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to Drop Air Gaming. Uh, this is our episode number 59. Amazingly. Yeah, I know, which means we've been doing this podcast for nearly a thousand years. And we're now finally here at number 59. Tend to go to the magic number and like <laughs> 41 to until we get to 100, but you probably already realized that. So in uh, 2017, <laughs> we'll have a 100th episode party. <laughs> yep. And everyone's invited to leave a message. Um, so anyway, we are together, just Matt and I. Um, Susie had been gallivanting all over the world, um, planes, trains and automobiles and all that kind of stuff. So she was having a good time. And Matt and I were just kind of here and, you know, being lazy and didn't do any podcasting. So Well, we were going to record once or twice. <laughs> no, things happen and they yes. fuck it up. Like yes. headsets not working and things like that. So, but we're yeah. here now, and that's what's important, listeners. No, I don't think it's important to them at all. But that's all right. We'll kick on anyway, because yes. we do have a few things to talk about. I've actually been playing a game, which I know everybody is probably shocked, um, and mostly appalled. <laughs> when they find out what it is, they will be. Um, and as per usual, Matt's been playing some games. Oh, heaps. I've yep. been busy. So we've got uh, a little bit to talk about, but we're not going to chew your ears off. We're just going to have a quick podcast, give you a few quick updates and all that kind of stuff. So maybe two and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) It could take anywhere between. Like now and then. Exactly. So (laughs) settle down, everyone. Pay attention. Shit's about to be spoken by us. Sit yourself down by the fire. Just relax. Stoke your fucking... Billy's. Well, <laughs> if you want to, whatever, or you can have a Red Bull, you know, whichever direction you want to go, it's isn't fine. That a, isn't that in Waltz Matilda? Doesn't he stoke his Billy? Yeah, he waits for the Billy oh, to boil. Oh, wait, he's at the Billabong. Yeah, and he waits for his Billy to boil. Yeah, well, no wonder the <laughs> was fucking seeing things. <laughs> Beep! Oh, Whoops, missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this live editing sucks. It's been a month. Okay. Exactly. It's been literally a month since we recorded last. Yeah. And so I'm rusty. Okay. <laughs> and a bit crusty. It's been more than a month. We posted the last episode on February 8th. So apologies, listeners, but we're here now. So let's get down to business. All right. Nasty ass. So you've been playing, been playing something. We, Go for it. Start with me because I've been playing lots. Um,. No, let's start with me because I'm cooler. All right. Well, we're going to talk about The Last of Us DLC at some stage, but I think we'll save that for a little bit. Yeah, because it'll have to have some spoilers and stuff in it. And I don't know if it's, uh, you know, it is, it's been out for a while now too. But still, we're, let me start. Okay. Okay, go for it. Castle, <laughs> Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. I played it. I wrote a review for it. It's on the site. You go can go read, read it. it. My turn. No, um, okay. com. Uh, slash etc etc just go there and click <laughs> read it leave a comment if you like was it still 1500 million words uh, I think in the end it was some amount I don't know okay <laughs> quality but, um, it's, a, it's a quality review it did it take me a while to write because the game you know it took a lot of 
um, yeah, it was like a, it's like a 15 to 20 hour game. It took me more than 20 hours because I fucked around a lot and I was playing on a hard difficulty and I kept dying. Um, the game itself is actually, okay, if you played the first one, you could potentially like the second one. So that's good. And, um, don't commit though. Just potentially. Well, the combat is really fun. I did hear that the uh, the opening scene was like epic. Oh yeah, it took forever. So I I started playing it, and the first as soon as you begin the game, it's like a tutorial mission, and it's the same that mission that I played when I uh, played the demo down at PAX last year, and so I was playing through it, and I was like, oh, I've done this before, okay, whatever, and it was pretty <laughs> late at night. I think I might have been drunk. Never. And. So I finally got past the tutorial bit and then uh, a cutscene began and I fell asleep <laughs> and I woke up and the cutscene was still going. <laughs> and it was light. Yeah, and so I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I thought I'll, I'll turn the PS3 off and when I come back it should start again from the cutscene but it won't make me play the tutorial again, hopefully. Sure. Uh, so the next day when I turned it on, it skipped to the next bit and I missed the whole fucking thing. So most of the story was very confusing for me. But then when I finished it, I, I started again on the harder difficulty and I watched it and I timed it and it was, there's like maybe 30 seconds to a minute inside about 15 minutes of cutscenes. There's like a minute of interaction. Wow. So That's cool. Yeah, but like it explains everything and then, um, so the game is like a third-person hack-and-slash run around platforming a little bit. There's not a whole lot of platforming, which is disappointing um, after the first time, which had a fair amount. It's in an open mm. world this time. Um, is it still the same kind of over-the-shoulder view? Yeah, run around. You like yeah. dodge and roll and stuff like that okay. and chop stuff up. But yeah. it's just really on more so on rails than the last one? No, it's it's more open. Okay, so even when you're... Yeah, okay, I did hear you say before that it was open world, and I was thinking the last one wasn't all that open. No, no, no really. the, la the last one was like linear as. It was like yeah. down this hallway. Yeah, that's right. But it was it was still really fun because mm. it, it knew what it was and it did it well. Yeah. And then this one, like, yeah, it did it all right, but I think it they kind of um, made some sacrifices to be able to create this rich open world yeah and um yeah it's like so you're in a city and it's castlevania city it's in modern times but like as you walk down the streets it's the same shit on every fucking street like there's fire hydrants and fine <laughs> boots and like three car models wow that are just like crashed because the city is fucking empty of people all there is is monsters and so that's kind of weird. And, yeah. Because, um, like, you walk out... cities are like that. Well, right at the beginning, you walk out of this fucking cathedral thing, and there's, like, a street-walking prostitute and a fucking bum on the side of the road asking you for money and a drug dealer on a street corner. And those are literally the only fucking people you see. And then there's, like, more cutscenes, And then all of a sudden, the only people you see that aren't monsters are dead bodies on the fucking floor. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, you saved the world, except the whole fucking city is barren of people now. So, like, what the fucking, what's the point? Yeah. Oh, spoilers, you saved the world. 
Cool. <laughs> At least it wasn't a big one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so no, I um I enjoyed the game. The combat was really fun, but um, there's stealth sections that they've put in on this one, which were like the most fucking frustrating thing I've ever played in a fucking game, <laughs> because it made no sense. Like you're playing Dracula, who's like the most all powerful fucking dude ever, right? Yeah. And you go into this fucking building, like first mission after the fucking tutorial, and it's like you are weak still. You need to, because it it has the classic, like you're weakened. You have to regain all your powers, cliche. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. doing that, but it's like there's these giant fucking demonic monster things with giant fucking laser guns, uh, which also makes no sense. And um, if they spot you, they will instantly kill you. And then you reset to the beginning of that area. So you have to like complete this stealth bit. And so you're like, yeah, okay, I'm weak. I have to sneak past people. Except by the end of the game, you will fucking still not be able to kill these dudes if they see you die, right? Okay. Which makes no sense because mm. you're fully powerful. You can fucking destroy like bosses that are fucking massive but these dudes with like a gun you can't fucking kill <laughs> which makes no sense and then yeah, there's, there's one whole fucking section where you've got to like sneak from point A to point B and this fucking dude is like wandering around trying to sniff you out and there's dead leaves all over the ground and if you stand on the leaves he immediately hears you and then runs over like super sprinting and, and kills you here. immediately one mm. shot you can't there's nothing you can do about it wow and then it resets the beginning of that bit so you have to keep like it took me an hour <laughs> and it's only like from point A to point B when I did it successfully it took like a minute oh yeah it took me an hour of repeating the fucking <laughs> and it was the most annoying thing of, of all time and then you know what happens when you get to the end of that stealth section you have a fucking nothing. boss battle with that guy oh. and you beat him easily <laughs> It's like, why the fuck didn't I just fight him in the first place? Exactly. I'm fucking Dracula, for crying yeah, out loud. that's right. So, like, shit like that made no sense, but I still gave it, I think I gave it a three and a half out of five because the combat was really, really fucking fun when I wasn't getting super pissed off at stealth sections mm -hmm. and yeah. the fact that there's only, like, three different types of car. Not that you can drive them, but it'd be nice to have some fucking, you know, different scenery from time to yeah, time. Yeah, of course. It's a big thing in gaming. Um, it was actually really fun to play. So it's oh, good. And it's like a, you know, it's pretty cliched. You've got to fucking save the world from Satan, but yeah, it's an epic Dracula fucking game. Kind of weird, isn't it? Like you think to yourself, why would Satan hate someone like Dracula? You know what I mean? It's like he's done all this really bad shit his whole life and he's been around for a long, long time doing really bad shit. He'd be one of Satan's boys. Well, I think it's from... Because I only played the first half of Lord of Shadows 1, but I'm pretty sure at the end of Lord of Shadow 1 you, like, strike him down or some shit. Mm-hmm. Or so, somewhere along the way you fucking slight him and he has a grudge against you. And then it's like he does. his return. That dude... Just holds on to grudges. It's amazing. He holds on to, like, VHS copies <laughs> of the grudge. It's like, this will be worth something. One day. Stupid Satan. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, that game was... It was fun. If you can get past the non-fun bits, it's really fun. Yeah, I wouldn't. 
Yeah. But, yeah, give uh, up pretty quickly. Oh, uh, well. So there's that. That was a game that I played. Okay, well, I've played a game, and it's a long game, and I haven't played it as much as I'd like to. Um, it's a Japanese game called Danganronpa, uh, Trigger Happy Havoc. Danganronpa. Which, yeah, it's insane. That's all I can say. I, I very rarely play games like this in this genre. It's um, on Vita, right? It is, yeah. I'm playing it on the Vita, but are you playing a digital copy or do you have a card for it? No, I've got the card. Oh. Yeah, you can um, lend me that. Yeah, probably can. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's so over the top. Like it was even brought out on Android after it was brought out initially in 2010 on the PSP in Japan, um, and was a big hit. There's been like. TV series and manga stuff made about it and all these types of things but I don't know it it's for anybody who likes things like Phoenix Wright then perfect what about Phoenix Wrong no no, no one likes that completely dude. different yeah kettle of fish exactly yeah but he does know fix it Felix pretty sure good guy um, yeah apparently good handy to have around him and Manny <laughs> Um. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So anyway, I don't know. Cube it, dude. It's kind of weird, like just the way the game is made, and Same I know I know a lot guy. of them. I like that. Um, Sorry, but it's very, very repetitive. That's the first thing that I just got so frustrated with. Um, it's like I think there's 14 people initially. Uh, they all get pretty much brought to this school. Um, and there's like some overseer kind of guy who's shut them in and they're all like the best of the best basically like there's the best baseball player in in Japan who's a kid Um, there's like this other guy who's brought together all of the motorbike gangs in Japan and like he's the leader and he's won respect from all of the motorbike gangs and he's just untouchable Um, so he has to go to school now yeah, so he gets chosen by this school who chooses, like, only like the best of every single thing, yeah. And it's, Why? like, a guaranteed um, easy life for the rest of your life, basically. Like You, so you go to this school. Yeah, you'll go to this school and then you'll come out and you'll never have any issues, any worries, nothing. Like, it'll be the ultimate life from that point on. Um, so, anyway... Doesn't the game the story already is... have the ultimate life, though? Like, because he is a, like gang leader yeah pretty much he just has whatever yeah. he wants I yeah. guess they're like if you go to this maybe school we'll tell the cops to fuck off yeah maybe he wants that I don't know he just you wants know. to settle down with his fucking yeah, girlfriend that's right. yeah build a picket fence and shit anyway carry on <laughs> I'm just trying to make sense of this crazy storyline no you can't man I can't even tell it properly without it not making sense it's <laughs> Wait, really what? fucked up <laughs> I can't tell it without it not making sense yeah see what I mean oh, yeah 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 it's that, broken that sentence my words. made sense it has eventually. broken my vocabulary anyway um so what happens is you're this one kid called Makoto something like that um uh, Makoto He's the main character. So basically, I, I when I picked up the game, I went and had a bit of a look at it, and I thought I, you know, had a look online, um, and I did find a few people that were making a direct correlation between that and the old game Clue, and it's very similar to that in the way that um, 
yeah, you've got all these kids that are brought to this school and then they're told that um, the only way to graduate, the only way to get out of the school is basically to commit murder, to kill one of the other kids there and get away with it. So straight away shit starts happening like after a couple of days and it's all very dialogue driven so it's is it like random what's up is it like randomly generated when you start the game someone different dies so. or no i don't believe so because everything that i've read on it so far seems to be in the same storyline that i've played so nothing's different at all that would be pretty interesting though it would be an interesting mechanic, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it was brought out in 2010 on the PSP um, to incorporate that into something instead of just reskinning it for the Vita. You know, trying to completely change the dynamics of the game would be very difficult because I understand that the way it, it carries out, you know, you're this one kid, you've got no special talents, you really just bag on yourself the whole way through the game. Um, Why are you in this fucking school then? Well, he got, he's now been the luckiest person in the world. So <laughs> It's just like, yeah. you are not special at all, but you exactly. can go to this fucking school. So yeah, he's like, he's the random one chosen in the world or in Japan or whatever to go to the school. Yeah. Why wouldn't you so, just kill him then? Well, that's the thing, because you're him. So you wouldn't do that. Yeah, but so, why wouldn't someone why wouldn't else have killed you? Because yeah, it's like, exactly. well, you, you're not a loss to the world because you're just a fucking right. shitty nobody. So there's like, you know, the best programmer in the world. There's this kid that's been groomed by his parents to run like, you know, all of the Fortune 500 type companies, um, you know, ultimate strategist, all that kind of shit. Um, and there's like pop singers and clairvoyance and you know, fucking goth chicks and all kinds of shit so anyway nice someone dies and the the evil overseer right is um this uh little teddy bear looking thing and it's kind of a yin yang um it's half black half white um it's got like half an evil grin half a really cheerful grin and you know a red eye and a white eye um and it just kind of pops up and it's like hey you know this is now your life you're stuck in here forever you can't get out the only way to get out is to murder somebody and get away with it by in like a, a court kind of scenario mm-hmm. um and it's all just walking around basically <laughs> you get these free time sections so you know, there's certain rules that have been put in place like bedtimes and what happens and, you know, all that kind of bullshit. Um, but you get free time and you get to just wander around and at the moment or in the game, like, there's like level one and then you get to go up the set of stairs to level two and then there'll be a level three and so on and so on, right, as you progress through the game. So it'll get bigger and someone will die and you have to go around and talk to everybody and you have to go around and you know find everything you can pick up and everything you can you know use and whatever and investigate it and then once you've found everything um you know, there's no kind of right or wrong way of finding it all but you do eventually like get your whole case together you know all the information then you go to this court case type thing and it's just the remaining kids that aren't dead yet and 
you have to have a conversation with them and there's like quick time events during this as well where you've got to try and like break people's stories and use evidence that you've gained against a story that's being used or you know two people might have gone off to investigate something and come back with their idea of what happened but you've been there too and you've got your idea so you can try and break their um you know story basically to you know find out who's guilty and if you get it all wrong right and you don't like you you accuse the wrong person and then you try and convict the wrong person that uh did the murder the actual murderer will be freed from the school uh and the um the rest of the group will be killed basically as their punishment for getting it wrong um <laughs> But if you choose who's right, then they will instantly be killed and the rest of you kind of basically go back to school and (laughs) there's no classes or anything. It's just... But the thing that's been just fucking driving me nuts is just the overuse of dialogue. Like, I know it's a dialogue-driven game and I know people are going to listen to this and go, you're a fucking moron. But it's worse than... They do that normally anyway. It's worse. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> it's worse than the American fucking um, like cop movies. You know, like it's so like led by the storyline. You know what I mean? Like the, every time something happens, someone will say something to you that you knew like fucking an hour ago in the game, and. It's like, oh, remember that happened? And what did you think of that? And now tell me what this is. And it's like, fuck, if it was put together any other way, it would just speed things along so much quicker, but not in a bad way. And the thing that's driving me nuts is that it's just like one line of dialogue that types out when it's finished, you press X. And then you read that, and then you read the next one, and you read the next one, and then you read the next one, and there's fucking millions of lines of just repetitive shit that you kind of figure out for yourself, but the game just wants to hold your hand through it. Um, That's fucking annoying. Yeah, and over the top of it, because it's like... Uh, it's <laughs> The big thing on the back of the case was it said this remarkable 2.5D fucking graphics... And I'm like, what the fuck is 2.5D? So, like, the only thing that it actually does really is it has, like, a background and then, you know, <laughs> like in just manga movies, when people get angry, they do that kind of just... It just kind of jumps forward kind of thing and their arms out and they're pointing at you and they're like, wah, 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 but they're not moving. It's just like the screen's kind of moving a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it's very, very repetitive with that because all of the characters that are in it have their own kind of signature way of talking and, you know, their actions and all that kind of shit. But all they are are just cardboard cutouts the whole way through. Like none of them really do any moving or any real interacting or anything. Um, And then when you go and talk to them, it's just like a shaking picture of them as they're getting more and more angry or, you know, whatever. Um, And every time they have something to say, they use one of about probably... 10 catchphrases um like if one guy doesn't like what you've said he'll just all of a sudden like jump into a pointing accusing kind of you know pose and just go hey fuck you are you even listening to me and it just it happens all the fucking time and every time you talk to somebody it it just it's killing me it's fucking killing me like the storyline could be really well done but i don't know 
that's the genre and I'm not beaten on it. It's just not for me in that way. The story has been fucking fantastic though and that's the only thing that's keeping me going. But all the other cheesy bullshit could have been away with and it would be a much, much more entertaining game. So that's my review. Sweet. Yeah. So if you like Japanese animation, it's a fucking fantastic display of, you know, just a great story. It's really fucking graphic as well. Um, even though it's only kind of stills and, you know, just manga slides and shit like that. But, um, yeah, people get killed in the most remarkable ways. That's pretty cool. And then they're kind of left there, you know, throughout the game. So, or from what I've been able to piece together so far, you don't particularly have to go back to different areas, but, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fun, but it does have a very, very grating kind of side to it. So, anyway, maybe one day. And it goes for about 20 hours, something like that. Well, so, if you want a game that goes for a long time on your Vita and you've got a really, really, really long train ride to go on, could be good. Well, I might try it out. Mm. And I actually found out that um, the uh, bloody right trigger on the Vita puts it into a... Um, auto mode so you don't have to keep pressing x every time there's a dialogue uh, <laughs> and i, I kind of came up and told me and i was like oh yeah that's cool and then i didn't even use it for a while and then i remembered that i could just sit there and press it when there's long sections of dialogue it'll just like flash in front of you and you can read it you don't have to keep pressing it and um because that's how lazy i am you know um, pretty fucking lazy yeah it's pretty lazy but uh yeah, then i got a text message like as soon as i put it to auto and I'm like, oh, shit, text message. And I picked up my phone and I read it and then I text back and then I put it down and I look back at the Vita and it's like, oh, my God, what the hell's just happened? <laughs> I missed like you know, maybe two minutes of this fucking dialogue going so I had no idea what was going on, like what was happening next. But thank God there is a log and you can just go back through the dialogue. So that's good. So, yeah, anyway, that's that game. Check it out if you're a fan of the genre. Well, I might try it out. If you want to lend me it, so yep. that'll be good. It might be easy done. Um, you've been playing another beta game, right? I've been playing Velocity Ultra and Surge Deluxe, which are both from the same company, which is called Future Labs. And uh, I played Velocity Ultra first because I've been hearing shitloads about that over the last like however long. People saying, you know, this is a really fucking good game, and it's a um. It's like a shooter, one of those scrolling shooters, space shooters, where you're like a little spaceship and it's scrolling from top to bottom and you've got to like fly through and dodge shit and shoot aliens and stuff. Cool. Um, it was actually really fucking amazing. Probably the best space shooter game I've ever played. Big props. Yeah, so... um I think it was free on PlayStation Plus sometime last year. So, because I, I know I've had it for a while and I never got around to playing it. It was really fucking fun. And after I finished it, I was like, well, I am going to see what else these guys have made. <laughs> and there's this game called Surge Deluxe, which just came out recently. And it's like a puzzle game where you um, you have to like slide your finger on the screen to match colors. Oh, yeah. And um, you can get like multipliers and all this kind of shit and super fast paced. And uh, yeah, it was really, really oh, you fun. You do enjoy that kind of thing. 
Yeah, it's it's one of those games where it's like trying to beat your high score each time. Yeah. And so it's um if you're into that, it's really fucking fun. Yeah. So like I don't need to speak too much towards that game because it's pretty simple. But uh, <laughs> if you like space shooters, Velocity Ultra, and if you like puzzle games, Surge Deluxe on the Vita is really fucking good. Um. I also played Rayman Legends on PS4. I finished that, clocked it. Very similar to the PS Vita version, except uh, so there's these levels where you have this little green fucking frog dude named Murphy. Hmm. And on the Vita, the way... hmm? Good old Murph. Exactly. And the way it works on the Vita is that when this is a Murphy level, right, it puts you in control of Murphy and puts the character that's like running along doing platforming stuff. It's like AI controlled. Uh-huh. And so your, your job as Murphy is to like cut ropes to make logs drop and create pathways and like uh, okay. tap monsters to stun them so that the other guy can kill them and like rotate the screen. There's certain areas where you'll like take control of a bit and you have to rotate the Vita to make the whole thing turn so that a platform moves to where your guy is, right? Yep. Does it give you any warning? Oh, uh, it's it's like a scrolling platformer. Yeah. And if you if you fuck it up and the person dies, he just respawns a little bit back and you, you keep doing it until you get it right. Okay. It's pretty because yeah, I've found like with games that you need to either shake the controller like in uh, The Last of Us for the torches and shit. I know there's been heaps of games that have done it, but on the Vita, it's it's a function, you know? Like, it has it in there for the reason. And I know I often find that when you've been playing for a while, your hands get kind of relaxed on the grip. And when you've got to just all of a sudden shake the shit out of it, it's uh, can be quite dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the bits where you're like, well, you're not really shaking it, you're just rotating. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But when that happens, it like the guy that you're leading stops and it shows like a wheel, like a one of those olden days fucking pirate boat wheels. Mm-hmm. And Murphy flies over to it and grabs onto it and you have to tilt the thing to make it move, right? Yeah. Now on the PS4, on the Murphy levels, you control the main character and Murphy as well. And so rather than, so the way that works on the Vita is wherever you touch on the screen, Murphy flies there. Okay. So you can like drag him around and fly him around and like you have to swipe through ropes and stuff like that. Whereas on the PS4, you'll see a rope and Murphy will just automatically fly to the next interactive object. So if say you're walking along and there's a rope, he'll fly up to the rope and you press circle to make him cut it, right? And if you get to one of those things where it's a rotate, uh, you press L1 and R1 to rotate. So it's like, it just makes it, fucking considerably easier to beat because the problem in the Vita the the thing it's not really a problem it's what makes it challenging on those levels is the fact that you have to fucking time everything perfectly otherwise the other character will die because you can't it will just keep trying to fucking run forward if it sees a pathway it'll go Mm -hmm. and so your job is to like you know get shit timed right which adds to the challenge which makes it pretty fun whereas on the PS4 it's fucking like easy mode which I found to be pretty frustrating because like with games like that where like for example Super Meat Boy on the fucking Xbox and PC Uh those kind of games where it's like you know you die you restart you keep trying you fuck it up you die you start again you know yeah 
repetition to try and beat it. And then when you beat it, you get that feeling of like, yes, I fucking did it, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you, guy. And, um, yeah, it, I, I mean, that feeling was still there playing it on the PS4 because there was levels that were fucking still difficult. In fact, um, actually, there's, there's these music levels where everything that you, like, so you have to, it's like a time trial thing where the if the back of the screen touches you as it's scrolling sideways, you die. So you've got to keep running. But every time you jump, they, they've positioned all the jumps and everything and monsters so that it is times perfectly to the music that's playing. Oh, yeah, cool. And there's like six levels like that, that and they're fucking amazing. But like when you get to the end of the game, it has the same levels, but it calls them 8-bit edition where the music is 8-bit. And there's a certain kind of, I guess, like filter or something mode on the level. So some might be like a fisheye lens and then some might be where it actually pixelates into an 8-bit style. Mm -hmm. And as you progress through the level, it gets more worse and worse pixelated. So like the pixels become larger Yeah. so that you like have no fucking idea what's going on. And then the last level of it, of the whole game is like, you're running along, it's 8-bit style music and it's like alternating between all of the different modes. So it's like go fisheye and then all of a sudden it'll be like speckly, sort of half snowy and <laughs> upside down <laughs> on your screen. So you're pressing left and he's upside down running towards the right of the screen. Yeah. And it's like super fucking confusing and then you die and it doesn't checkpoint on that level. So you've got to go all the way back to the oh, start. Wow. And it's only like a fucking minute and a half to get yeah. through it. But when I played it on the Vita with the small screen, that shit was fucking hard because there's parts on that level where it like, it splits the screen into like four. So it's like the same screen duplicated four times and then it splits again to where it's like four lots of four. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the level, and it's it'll like have it split into like a hundred screens of the same thing. And then all of a sudden it'll go full screen fucking pixelated to the point where you can barely fucking tell the difference between something you've got to collect and a monster. <laughs> right. And then you die and you go, Oh, that must be a monster there. So yeah. when you come through again, hopefully you get to manage to get through to the fucking part where you died. You've got to remember, press the fucking hit button, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. cause you can't see that it's a monster. It's just like a blob and you're like, yeah, Oh course. yeah. Okay. Hit. <laughs> and then like right at the end of the level, it splits to like fucking, to the point where you can't even, if you're playing on the Vita on the fucking five inch screen or whatever, you have no fucking idea what's going on because you can't see because it's so tiny. And um, when I was playing on the PS4, like obviously because I'd already done it on the Vita, I found it really fucking easy on the PS4 on those levels because I remembered how to do it. But um, yeah, the Vita was fucking super difficult, but it was nice to be able to play on the PS4. But still, it was like a lot easier. I guess if you haven't played it, then it'd be cool. But I think the PS, the, I think the Vita, honestly, is a better place to play Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends. Although one of the main upsides of the PS4 version is there's no fucking loading times. Like they've completely eliminated load times. So if you die you will fucking immediately restart where you were, you know, or like at the checkpoint. Yeah, it sounds interesting. So, um, 
Yeah, like because that's what you want in those kind of games. You don't want to die and then have to wait two seconds. Even two seconds is too long because you're like, fuck, I've died. Wait. And then you play for like 10 seconds and you fucking die again. And it's like, oh, great. I've got a fucking load screen again. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I really fucking like I, I gave Rayman Origins, I'm pretty sure, which was the original one, five out of five on the site. Um, I'm planning on writing a review for this, for Rayman Legends on PS4, but I don't expect it'll be a perfect five because I honestly think the original was better. I think the Murphy levels don't, they're kind of superfluous and not needed on the fucking PS4. Yeah. It was originally going to come out only on the Wii U. And then when the Wii U sold like shit, they were like, oh, no, never mind. We're bringing it out on the PS3 and 360 and Vita as well. And then they were like, oh, now we're going to bring it out on the fucking Xbox One and PS4 as well. And so, like, that Murphy thing was purely fucking in it for the Wii U gamepad. Ah, there you go. With the touchscreen. And that's why it works so well on the Vita. And that's why it's kind of like, eh, on the fucking consoles that don't have touch capabilities. But anyway. Yeah. It's a platforming game that's really fun. Uh, Yeah, it sounds it. Mm. Yeah, if you're into that kind of repetitiveness which that's what they're there for mm, challenge yeah that's right anyway you mm. uh, how speaking of challenge I'll be uh, I'll be real quick on this one um, I think I've spoken about it before actually it's an iPad game that is free I think or maybe one dollar um, I think it's free because it does have ads in it and that would piss me off if I'd spent a dollar <laughs> but uh, yeah it's um it's called Move the Box, and I know a lot of people have probably played this before, and it's basically just a Tetris-type game that, you know, there's so many goddamn levels to, to go through. Um, it's basically set up that, not that it makes any difference to the game, there's no storyline or anything, but there's basically like scenes in the game, Um and starts out at Sydney and there's like 93 levels or 96 levels that you've got to, you're basically like on a dock, on a loading dock, and you've got to get these different colored boxes to match up to make either three or four, uh, like connect four kind of things. Um, and then those boxes disappear. But the only, the thing is you, you only get what's on the screen, so you don't get extras. Um, and you basically don't, uh, get any more than the actual amount of turns that it it will give you for that level. So you can look at something and it'll have like six boxes and you've got to do something in one move to actually make... Uh, So it's like one of those slider slider puzzles. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, And it's hectic. Like you go through and all of a sudden you'll just be staring at this thing on the screen and it's like I've got two moves to get rid of like 50 boxes. And they're all different colors. They're all over the place. And, you know, you're just thinking, how the fuck am I going to do this? And then you just start, like, trial and error, basically. You move boxes, see what happens. Move boxes, see what happens. Move boxes, see what happens. Um, and it just resets after the two moves. It's like, no, sorry, wrong, reset. Um, but when you do eventually figure out which two moves you've got to do to make them all, like, Tetris and fall into place and then, you know, disappear, uh, it, it's really rewarding. 
and it's a good way I find to kind of wake up in the morning and just sit there while you're eating your bloody cereal or something and just kind of like, oh, shit, okay. A few little quick puzzles in the morning. And, yeah, some of them will take two days at least. And then other ones, like the next one will take you five seconds. And it's really frustrating because it doesn't, like they do get harder throughout the levels. But, yeah, it's kind of, it. it's up to everyone else's uh, ability to, piece together what is happening on the screen at the time I suppose so I'm sure there's not too many people that have gotten stuck on the same ones that everyone else has mm. so yeah it's kind of interesting anyway I find and it's just a fun little game that you can just sit there for two seconds or for two hours and Perfect just waste for a bit of time iPhone slash iPhone yeah definitely yeah it's exactly the kind of thing that uh, you know you could very easily jump on a train and bring this up and just go oh shit I'm there you know, it just sucks time away because you, you don't do anything but just sink yourself into what you're doing and the little chess thing that you, you know, moving around, big bang bomb, you're done. So <laughs> that's my official review. Fantastic. Yes. All right. Um, and you've played a little bit of Thief. Do you want to talk about that or? Uh, I might say we for next up? week I'll have played a little bit more of it. Um, it's kind of getting fucking... From what I'm, I'm hearing, I'm not reading the reviews because I'm, you know, I want to fucking see how it is myself because I, I saw some reviews for Castlevania as I was playing through it and they were fucking worse than what I, how I reviewed it, and um, I'm hearing uh, bad things about Thief, but it seems to be fun so far for me. I think um, when you're rebooting a game that has such a cult following like the Thief series. You're bound to um, piss off some people. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's obviously... I'm playing it on PS4. It's available on PS3, 360, and Xbox One, and PC, I think. And so, like... But I think the PS4 and Xbox One versions might have been an afterthought. So, although I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to play a fucking game on my PS4 that is available on 360 and PS3 and be like this game is shit because the graphics aren't fucking next-gen enough. Yeah, of you know? course. Mm-hmm. Because it's a fucking port of a old-gen game. Like, yeah, they're going to upscale shit and, and improve it slightly, but you can't expect a game that's been developed for fucking multiple generations of consoles to look like a fucking next-gen con- console game. Of course. So... Mm. Um, I think for a little while at least, maybe the first year of the new consoles, we're going to be seeing this kind of stuff where games are coming out across, you know, the PS3 and 360 as well as the new consoles. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, when you think about how long it takes to develop a game, they've been probably planning on bringing those out on those, you know, last-gen consoles for the whole time. Yeah, I mean, that's where money is. It's about money. It's not about, like... Or we can like okay. There's this a slight amount of you know the potential of the new console to be able to do things that you couldn't do before. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they need to be able to balance innovation with the amount of money they're going to make because they the developer can't just go all right. There's fucking six six million PS4s in the world and four or five million Xbox Ones. We yeah. are going to make 
a game that utilizes all the next gen systems and it's going to be amazing Mm. and it's probably going to sell on 10 percent of those things not even that maybe one fucking percent yeah is it really worth our time Exactly. I think now is a good time to be an indie developer on the PS4 because if you can get a game available on the PlayStation Store for like 10 bucks right now, you will sell a fuckload. Almost, because you look at the Vita, right? The attach rate of games on the Vita, people just want games for it. And if you have the access, it's the same as the fucking iPad. You go in the app store and you just go, oh, sweet, look at all these games. Yeah, there oh, it is. Buy some. And yeah. then you're on the Vita and there's what? Uh, you look on the, the PlayStation Store update on Thursday. Oh, there's two new Vita games. One of them looks good. I, I'm not playing anything at the moment. It's fucking 10 bucks, 15 bucks. I'm going to buy it. And that's why the attach rate on the Vita, there's like for every Vita sold, there's like at least 10 or 15 games for that. Mm. You know, and there's still PS3s and Xbox 360s that only have like one or two games bought, you know. And the fact that the 360, you know, red ringed so many times probably fucked up those stats as well. Like someone buys four games and they buy one 360 and then it red rings and they buy another one. So then it counts as only two games per 360 sold, you know. But anyway, um, I think... I got a bit sidetracked there, but I think (laughs) games on the next-gen systems that are on old-gen as well are not going to be... You can't judge them for their graphics. So that's my point. I think Thief... He's copying a lot of slack for that. I've heard that there's some bugs. I haven't come across shit yet. But then again, I'm only on like the second chapter, so there's still plenty of time for me to see trash. That's true. But um, speaking of games that are next-gen only, Arkham Knight was announced throughout the time that we've not been recording. (laughs) There was probably a lot more than just that. Yeah, there was, but this one <laughs> is the one that excites me the most because Batman is fucking awesome and the Arkham series is awesome. So, um, did you play any of that? I know you played Arkham Asylum, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I do have Arkham City upstairs and I'm kind of pissed off now because uh, my son Charlie opened up the packet just to have a look at what you know the fucking bonus content was and that's as far as it got. What do you mean? So oh, I got like the special edition of it with the 3D fucking oh, sleeve yeah. and shit like that. And inside it had codes for extras and, you know, some extra people and crap like that and costumes and whatnot. And, and Charlie's like, hey, look, you got extra stuff in here, Dad. And I'm like, what? You opened it up. It would still be sealed. So that was like two years ago, three, fuck, four years ago. Long time ago now. So you're telling me... That I didn't play Arkham City. And those codes probably don't work anymore. Probably not. Anyway, that game is fucking cool. Yeah. But um, Rocksteady, who made Arkham Asylum and Arkham uh, City, didn't make Arkham Origins, and everyone was like, why the fuck not? And it's because they're working on Arkham Knight, which is apparently like the city is going to be like six times bigger than Arkham City, which was already pretty big. It was. And yeah, I remember playing it at... Um, was it Arkham City we played at the EB Expo years ago that was City wasn't it uh, I'm pretty sure that wasn't like Arkham Asylum's been around for a lot no, yeah that. I think it was Arkham City yeah I just remember that flying around bit yeah yeah it was Arkham City yeah yep 
Yeah, this new one they've got the Batmobile. You can drive the fucking Batmobile. That's pretty cool. So because obviously they made the city six times bigger because that's what you can do with next gen. If you're only making a game for next gen, not old gen, you can fucking utilize all this shit. So it's going to be a six times bigger city. It's going to have more shit going on and a Batmobile that you can fucking drive, which is awesome. What about the Batwing? Uh, the Probably Batwing, not. you could like fast travel in Arkham Origins with it. Oh, uh, okay. But you, but you didn't like, fly it. You didn't. There was like a cutscene. Uh. But um, it will be fucking awesome. Like even without a Batmobile or, or the plane and shit in the other ones, just like getting around was fucking cool. So I'm super mm. excited for that. It'll be October this year. That'll be out for Xbox One, PS4, and PC, which is cool. And before you fucking say it, yes, the PC version will look better than the fucking console versions. Okay? Just fucking get used to it. Yeah, that's how PC mm. works. Exactly. And that's why they sell graphics cards that are worth four or five times more than the next-gen consoles. Yeah, exactly. Because shit's insane. Anyway, yes, dumb fucking master race bitches. <laughs> so that's it. We'll wrap this bitch up. Well, we played the Last of Us DLC. It was I liked it. You didn't. Um, I I, I don't know. To say I didn't like it might be just a little bit harsh. You thought um, it was average. Well, the thing that pissed me off about it, I guess, if anything, um, was I didn't. I didn't know anything about it. Like I purposefully didn't read anything. I didn't do anything. I tried to avoid all eye contact with anything associated with the DLC. And then fucking nothing happened. Like for 90% of it, I'm just running around having a conversation. And it was really fucking boring. I thought anyway. Um, Yes, it, you know, for the storyline of a story-driven game and yada, 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 it was great. But we're talking about a game that was <laughs> fucking awesome 12 months ago, you know, and not quite, but about 12 months ago. Nine. Yeah, exactly. Close. No cigar. Um, so, I don't know, just like that part of the story would have meant so much more when I was connected to those characters nine months ago. Mm. But now that I'm not and I've fucking moved on and I'm like a, a, you know, twitchy, glitchy gamer, that story is still there somewhere, but it's, I'm not connected to the characters anymore. And I didn't give a fuck about half the stuff that they were running around canoodling and smashing windows and shit. Um, Just, fucking get on with the storyline and give me some action and then there was like fuck five minutes of action at the end and then it ended and I was like oh ripped off I thought it would be a little bit more intense like I remember that feeling happening a lot in the fucking original game yeah it's like suspense yeah and there was none of it in this so it felt like I was watching like the very worst episode of The Walking Dead hey that's a bit harsh yeah, yeah, there was no Walking Dead that were that bad. Ah, oh, fuck off. <laughs> At least there's good acting in fucking Last of Us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the no, way that they got those guys, um, yeah, the computer animation stuff to act was good. 
<laughs> you know, they put balls all over those girls' faces to do motion capture. It's disgusting, dude. It's just how the fucking industry works. How do you think? It's how lots of industries work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I really liked it. I still um, had a pretty good memory of the story and uh, the original game, The Last of Us, um, You at the beginning of that, you get to play as Joel before shit hits the fan and um, before, you know, he goes on this epic mission. And so that's, you know, as you play through that game, you meet Ellie and stuff, but you never get to know much about her past. Like, you know that she was bitten and she's immune and stuff, but you're like, ah, you know, what's the go with that? And so that's why I kind of liked the DLC because although it wasn't as action-packed as the game, because, like, a lot of the time in the DLC, I was thinking, fuck, is something going to jump out and fuck me up here? And it didn't. And mm. all it was was, like, character development. And I didn't... Ooh. Well, I mean, there was yeah. still some combat parts, but um, for the most part, it was this character development telling the story of Ellie before, you know, as she was, like, being a girl who was born into a world fucking full of the infected, you know? Mm. And I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I did too. But then they kind of left out the shit that I really wanted to know. Yeah, like, um, I don't, I don't know. Can we go right into it? Can I do that right now? Can um, I spoil this for everybody? All right, has well, spoiler alert. Turn yourselves off right now if you don't want to hear the actual crutch of the whole fucking thing. Yeah, basically, um, hold on. Let's just finish up and then we'll, like, after we... So, basically, the review for Castlevania Lords of Shadows on the site. There's going to be a review for South Park Stick of Truth up on the site this week. And um, we will record again next week with Susie. Yes. Dropbeargaming.com. Email us at podcast.dropbeargaming.com and uh, mess- or message us on the Facebook page if you want to ask us questions or have a chat. Or shine a big drop bear into the sky. We won't and see it, but it would be really cool to do. It would be fucking awesome. And if you could take a photo and then put it on Facebook <clears> and <throat> then link us, then you probably go yeah, way too far. Yeah, that's how that works. Mm. Um, also, review us on iTunes if you haven't already. That'd be nice. Thank you. Um, good chat. Now, yeah. turn so off if do, you don't yeah. want to hear about The Last of Us. Exactly. DLC. Otherwise, continue listening. And just to mark this moment, we're going to take a quick break. All right, so we're back and we're talking about The Last of Us DLC. Left Behind. And I was going to ruin it for all of you. Um, Yes, this is the spoiler section. Yes. So, basically, to make a long story short, it is, like we said before, it's just the the fill-in story, the backstory of Ellie. Um, So, it opens when um, the scene in winter, just before the winter section, actually, in the main game, where Joel, they're at the university... And it's like there's no one there. And they're like, oh, that's weird. And then the guys 
uh, some guys rock up. I guess they're trying to loot the uni or something, and you fight them, and Joel falls off a balcony and lands on a fucking metal pole and gets, like, shanked through the guts. Yeah. And then, and then in the next section of the main game, you're playing as Ellie, where she's... Um, she's kind of dragged him off to this, like, yeah. secure location, and then and that that's a fairly big skip because yeah. he's kind of back awake and she's been looking after him and there's well, he's sort of stuff like on and off but yeah it's like there's yeah. a big gap in the story there which in in the main game it's not a big issue but it is kind of interesting to see what happens so so that's kind of where it picks up so yeah you drop him off at this place and then she does a little you know thing it's uh, in a mall oh. it's in a shopping mall yeah and she's talking to him about how she'll you know go off and find food and stuff and he's passed out so anyway she goes off to explore and find um, like a first Medical aid kit to, to stitch him up, which makes no fucking sense in, <laughs> from a practical point of view. If you get a fucking metal rod through your guts, you need kind of surgery. Mm. You yeah. can't just stitch the hole up and be okay. There's like potential for like pierced <laughs> organs and shit. <laughs> but like forgetting anyway, about that, yeah. <laughs> this 13-year-old so, girl is going to stitch him up. Yeah, and she does with a fishing hook, which is kind of cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so she goes off and then she's going, like you're taking her through this uh, you know, shopping center. Um, and at every point, like Matt said before, you're expecting something to happen, but nothing really does. Um, you do see some people in those sections where it's like, you know, there's, um, there's like infected that you have to avoid and and take out and stuff like that yeah but they're pretty slow and yeah yeah it's it's very uh i don't know it's like it's built up to be a lot more than what you're actually facing i mean there is clickers and you don't have a lot of weaponry and the clickers are kind of hard to kill if you fuck it up yeah that's true but uh yeah i don't know so anyway then it starts to splice with her memories as she's walking around this shopping mall. She starts remembering back to her friend um, that they'd grown up together and her friend had gone off and joined the Fireflies. Um, and yeah, she's like, it just becomes a dialogue with them, like reconnecting as friends kind of thing. Like after this girl had done, you know, just dumped her basically, dumped Ellie and gone off to become, you know, one of these freedom fighters. Um, and it, I don't know, like there was a whole section like with fucking water guns where you're running around in this like empty fucking Harvey Norman type store and you're just shooting each other with these water pistols and, you know, it just, I don't know, it just seemed so just tacked on to just make it longer, um, and make it worthwhile and it had, it it gives you a a section of, like, gunplay without actual guns. Yeah. But it was just boring. Like, it didn't need to be there. Um, And then, like, halfway through that section, there's a fucking couple of zombies that come and try and get you, and then you bust out the real guns and kill them all. Well, you Uh, don't. No, you don't. The friend does, because Elliot doesn't use a gun until in the the main storyline with Joel. Yeah. So, so, like, when they were making yeah. this, they had to allow for that as well. That's true. But, but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it all kind of got up to this point where they get jumped inside this store and 
you know, they're running away from, you know, all these bloody zombies and shit coming and um, <laughs> you end up getting bitten and that's where Ellie gets her bite from that you find out about in the actual main story of the game and her friend like shows that she's been bitten as well so it's inevitable you know what happens to Ellie it's inevitable that her friend is going to die and turn um so they have a chat and they're talking about what they're going to do are they going to keep fighting or is she going to give up or whatever you know because they both believe that they're going to turn now um but this is where it really pissed me off because that part to me would have been the most fucking interesting thing about all of the game, you know, the original and the DLC put together. If we actually got to see what they did, you know, even if it was just more bloody flashes or whatever, but they just kind of have this conversation. They're like, oh, you know, we need to fight to the end kind of deal and, you know, we're going to make it and all this kind of shit. And, um, and then it just stops. And it was almost like it was leading up to something and then just halfway through they were like, oh, that'll do. And that, in particular, just that little bit there, destroyed the whole game for me. Like, I'd been playing it for, fuck, whatever it is, like four hours or whatever oh, it's it is. Like two hours. Two hours. Seemed a bit longer. Um, and, yeah, like, it finally... <laughs> like, I'd been sitting there the whole time going nothing's fucking happening. Like, yes, it's good to get all this backstory, but like I said before, I'm not connected with these people really anymore. Um, where are they going with all of this? And then it gets to that point, and I'm like, oh, holy shit. Like, you know, that's the most interesting thing that has just happened in this DLC pack, so there must be something that they're going to talk about, but no, it just ended. And it kind of made a very small bang for a very long fizzle. Well, okay. So the way this is how it played out to me, because um, obviously the way that they work it is in, uh, you know, you have Joel in this mall and then you're in this mall with Riley, the friend as well. And the, she's in a mall and it reminds her of this time where she was with, in, with a friend in a mall last time. And so the way it works, like it plays out is they turn, it turns out there is electricity because they come from a quarantine zone and it turns out there's power to the mall. They've just turned off the circuit breakers so for, for shits and giggles, the girls are like, well, let's go fucking turn it on and have a bit of fun. And as they're going through, you're like, you're seeing this awesome friendship, which like it gets mentioned in the main story. If you look at the, there's items in Ellie's backpack and there's like one of them is like a, a firefly pendant, I think from Riley or something. Anyway, so you knew that she had this friend and the whole storyline is like she went away to join the Firefly. She just bailed one day and it's, and Ellie felt like, you know, abandoned. And then she comes back and it's like, Oh, you know, Ellie's still kind of like pissed at her for fucking leaving. Mm. And then there's this whole, you know, relationship, this friendship that gets played out. And it's like exactly how you would think that, you know, to, to show that, you know, despite the what re, the fact that the world is completely fucked, they're not like soulless fucking 
you know, they haven't lost their humanity. That they, they, you know, they go into a fucking arcade and they go into this fucking Halloween costume store and they like fuck around in there and they play. And then uh, you get to this point where, and this is important for why they decide not to just fucking off themselves when they get bitten. It's like, you know, Ellie's like, oh, I've got to go. We'll just come back here tomorrow. And Riley's like, well, no, I'm being shipped off with the Fireflies. And so I know I bailed on you that one time. Now, although I'm back, I'm only back for one day and then I'm fucking off again. And Ellie's pissed because they've like, you know, this whole time you've seen this great relationship to this friendship between them. And then um, they end up kissing and it's like, oh, they're like more than friends, I guess. But because they're young, they don't know what the fuck's going on. They're just like, well, this is experimenting. I guess this means that you shouldn't fucking leave. And that's kind of, they have this moment where they're like, she's like, you know what? I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay here and be with you and be friends with, you know, and hang out with you because you're the person I want to be with in this world. And then all of a sudden there's that big fucking zombie chase and they get shot. Uh, Not that shot, they get bitten. And that's why they're like, you know, we have two options. We can either kill ourselves or we can stick it out. And it's basically like, well, we want, I want to fucking spend my last hours with you. I yeah. guess. And so, so lesbian touching. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. But like <laughs> to me I thought the story was was done really well because I didn't expect there to be an overly large amount of combat because I knew that you know, even just from the imagery of the DLC it was like a picture of the, the two girls and it's like, well that obviously means it's prequel which means, you know, we know that Ellie only learned how to fucking fire a gun in the game, so it was going to be not a whole lot of combat. And mm. I, I think they interspliced, because you, you know, you were bouncing back and forth between the world with Joel and the memories, and so there was still combat and stuff like we were saying. And then, um, obviously, at the end, after that bit where you're like, you know the bite happens, it cuts back to being with Joel again or you're like you're trying to get back to Joel and there's all these dudes there who are like hunting you down because they're the same people who were at the university and um, then you have this fucking epic long fucking fight scene that mm, I kind of felt like that coming. went for too long. Yeah, it did. Although it was mm. sufficiently challenging. Oh, I it think, was. When, it like, was. When the infected arrived. Yeah, And actually, one of the things that I really liked and that it kind of, you know, seeing it in the DLC made me wonder why they didn't play with it more in the main game was being able to play the infected off the other survivors. Yeah, I know. Like yeah, you I noticed could, that too. You could, like, throw a bottle and a clicker would run over. So you would, like... you. You'd see survivors, right? And then all of a sudden, some infected would show up, and you could see the survivors going like, "Oh fuck, clickers! We need to fucking hide. Like we have this mission to find this fucking girl and this old dude, but 
you can tell that they understand that the infected are a big problem and they need to hide from them. And so then you'll like see them because you can go into like the see-through walls mode that you could in the main game. And you can see them like run and hide and crouch behind boxes and stuff. And then you pick up a brick or a bottle and you throw it near them and the clicker will fucking hear it and run over there. And then you can like watch them get fucked up by the infected Mm. and play them off against each other. And I thought, you know, if that had been more of a a feature in the main game, I reckon that would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, it would have. It would have added a completely different you know kind of dynamic to the original game which it did in this mm. um i suppose they kind of thought that joel was the one taking care of the main game so you know give ellie a chance to do this but there was sections where you'd uh it was in like an old diner type thing um or a shop that had like a, a cooking bit in it in the back and anyway these guys kind of walk in and you hear them coming so you can hide and then all of a sudden there's you know, or clickers and a couple of normal kind of running zombies and shit um, come in from like another direction and they they start going, oh shit, they're here, you know, and there's bottles and stuff around and, you know, if you've been kind of trying to save it up a little bit, uh, I think at that point I was, I don't know, I had a Molotov cocktail anyway um, and <laughs> I, uh, I aimed the arrow at a guy and I shot him in the stomach and he actually went oh and made a noise and the clickers ran over and it's where the rest of the guys were and as they were kind of running in that direction the other guys kind of jumped up and they're like holy shit they're coming and I threw this molotov in front of one of the clickers and it burst into flames and the clicker ran through and caught on fire and then just like wildly started just running around where these guys were and pretty much they were freaking out because there's this like you know clicker on fire <laughs> right in front of them and then all of a sudden they just got mobbed by the rest of these fucking zombies and then all of a sudden they all burnt to death it was the best that's fucking good eh yeah because i thought to myself like oh, oh, there's you know four six guys maybe there and then there's at least that or more of you know the the bloody infected and uh that was the most yeah. annoying thing though the, like the fact that you could have even numbers and the fucking infected would always win. Yeah, yeah, And then it's like, okay, that was good. I've taken care of most of them, except I have one nail bomb and it's like two clickers. Mm. And if I fucking only kill one, then I have nothing. Yeah, that's right. And you can't kill a fucking clicker without a bomb or like a fucking direct arrow through the brain. Yep, that's true. And if you miss with your first arrow... Then he's moving towards you because he's like, hmm, or something over there. Like, yeah, that's right. I, I had another funny thing happen as well. I was in uh, in that fight at the end with all those guys, and um, <laughs> I was kind of hiding in a like the f- upstairs of a shop in the mall, and um, yeah, this, uh, there was guys running at me from every direction. But I thought they were only the bad guys. I didn't think there was any like infected there at the time. And um, yeah, I'm kind of hiding and I, I pop up with the arrow and shoot this guy right in the face and he dropped a shotgun. And um, yeah, I, I thought, oh, I can hear something coming up the stairs. So I'll just wait a second. Then I heard a guy yell and then I kind of jumped out around the corner with the shiv and went to stab him in the face. And it was a clicker. And <laughs> as soon as I've gone like, ah, to stab it, it just kind of just went and then bit my face off. 
and I just I was fucked. Had no no recourse from that. Yeah, I died a fair few times. Mm. But it was interesting, like you said, that uh, that kind of addition just made a little bit more adventurous. I thought. But yeah, I, I mean, I've I've heard interviews with them, some of the guys, the developers talking about that in particular, about how like it did occur to them when they were making the main game, but they couldn't compromise on like that that was like an entire new mechanic that they yeah, had to exactly. implement. And yeah. you know, it has been nine months since the game and that in that entire time they've been working on that fucking thing. Yeah. So well, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it, it kind of opens it up to, uh, you know, whatever else is coming now. I mean, if there's not a fucking Last of Us 2, like mm. maybe not with the same characters or whatever, but like if there's not a game that uses that engine again, I think that'll yeah. be a fucking crying shame. I think it, it needs to have new characters. Mm-hmm. But um, like maybe sort of like just some kind of parallel story I mean there's 20 years of fucking history you know well that's right yeah that we don't know about so there's plenty of space in that world to to tell a story if they can come up with a decent story and to not use that that mechanic in anything more than a two hour DLC where you're not even fighting for like 20 you're only fighting for like a quarter of it yeah that would be a a real shame because it was a great system yeah, true. And, yeah, like, overall, I think the game, the DLC, I thought it was pretty good. I I guess I had a bit of a, a connection with the characters as I was, like, playing through it. I was, like, you know, I felt like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a teenage girl, but I imagine that would be what it's like in a post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, everyone knows what it's like to, to be a kid and hang out with your mates. And so that's why I kind of liked it because it was different. Um, but yeah, to each their own, I suppose. Well, that's true. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that was it. That was our uh, bust up of The Last of Us Left Alone. Is that what it's called? Uh, left Behind. Yeah, that thing. I don't believe in behind. It's um, a word. Uh, also, um, speaking of The Last of Us, the. Uh, the season pass when it, it came out for the DLC, which only the only single player DLC is left behind. The rest is all multiplayer stuff. Um, when you got the season pass, it gave you access to the making of documentary called mm-hmm. Grounded, um, which was really fucking awesome. I watched it and enjoyed it greatly. Um, it was really fucking interesting. I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast before, but yeah, like, you it, have. Was, it was really interesting. They they talked about, you know, how the music was made before the game was made and stuff like that, which was different to the normal development cycle. Like they'll, in a, in a normal game, you'll approach the, the composer and be like, this is the scene, make music for it. And um, instead, this time they were like, this is the theme of the game, make some music for us and we'll fucking use it as we see fit. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and, and, you know, the fucking soundtrack on The Last of Us is, like, perfect. Yeah, it and is. And um, a lot of that stuff is talked about in in the Grounded documentary. And the good thing is, as of Left Behind coming out, they actually released the Grounded documentary for free on YouTube. Hmm. 
So um, if Good you the tubes, yeah, if you haven't watched it, you can go watch that. And they also made a secondary one if you have watched it. Um, you can. It's eighty-four <laughs> minutes. It's on the It's on if you YouTube. Go to YouTube and search for just Grounded, the making of The Last of Us. It should come up. It's on the Sony PlayStation or the, the just straight PlayStation channel. Um, it'll be on there. But they've also made an extra one that is talking about the making of Left Behind as well. So um, if you like the first one, you can watch the second one. There you so, go. Hop to it. Yep. All right. Watch this, the Left Behind one yet, but I will because it's fucking awesome. I'm actually going to play through The Last of Us again soon. My girlfriend actually wants to watch, sit and watch me play it, believe it or not. What a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, she I'm just wants to see you die to... lots of times. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. No, I'm looking forward to playing through it again because mm. I never played through it a second time, and I think it's an interesting one to play again once you've already finished it once. Well, at least you've given it a bit of time too, so there'll be some parts that you probably would have forgotten that would be a bit of a refresher. So, And I think I'm going to play it on the hardest difficulty as well. well so that's going like to fucking piss you me just, off. You just want to make your girlfriend sit there for a fucking long time. They'll be like, oh, fuck, I died again. Restart. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, take a nap. I'll wake you up when I beat these fuckers. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, right, so well um, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for being a part of what turned out to be epic. <laughs> and and, um, uh, and yeah. sorry again about the fucking delay between episodes. And stop thinking about my left behind. Boom, boom. Tss. Anybody? No, no takers. Whatever. Fuck you all. All right, I'm going. All right, we'll be back next week with Susie. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.